Good morning, and it's not really. It's 11.07, and uh, this uh, Biden loan forgiveness thing has me just just flaming furious. Uh, I'm, I can't begin to, to express how angry I am. Uh, and then we've got another story that's going to be even crazier. Originally, when, when I came across the other story, Brian said it to me. And I was and I was angry. I was going to talk about it at, at about ten to ten to eleven, but then this one hit. It was like, oh, geez, it just they just they can't stop. It's they only one point two billion dollars. Yeah, we can afford that. Sure, sure. Just add it to the thirty four trillion. By the way, have you checked the debt clock? How, no, how close are I we? I haven't. To? I haven't. Haven't. I'll be curious in, to uh, see. Couple days. Have <laughs> a couple days. Every minute. Every second. We set a new record. All right, there it is. 34 to 34 34 th- trillion 279 billion. billion. So we're almost a third of the way to 35 trillion. Yep. Yeah, let's just keep voting for Democrats and Republicans. The thing that got me off uh, it, it, uh, just furious was that the Biden administration has canceled billion in student debt. These are people who signed a contract, who said they would pay. And then the Biden administration said, eh, you've you've paid long enough. And the the loans, of course, and I blame Obama for this, the, the loans should never have had anything to do with the federal government. You want a loan to go to college? You should go to the uh, you know, go to the uh, bank and say, uh, "I want my kid to go to college. I'll mortgage my home. It's going to cost X number of dollars." They look at your credit. They look at your collateral, and they go, "Yes or no." And the government should have nothing to do with it. But because the government guarantees these loans, your responsible for everybody's college loan. If they don't pay it off, you do. And this guy, see how I, I clean that up. Thank you. Uh, $1.2 billion for somebody else's college loan. So if you paid off your college loan, you just got ripped off. If you didn't go to college, you just got ripped off. He is ripping off everybody so that he can buy votes and try and keep young voters, you know, uh, in his corner to vote for him. I'm just wondering, and I haven't heard in any of the stories, what authority does he have to do this? He just arbitrarily can say, hey, by executive, I thought the Supreme Court settled this. Apparently, he, you know, he's been looking for a walk around or a workaround ever since the Supreme Court uh, said no. A borrower enrolled in this SAVE program who took out $14,000 or less in federal loans so they could get an associate's degree in biotechnology would receive full debt relief starting this week. If they've been in repayment for 12 years. So you had a $14,000 or less loan 
that you've been paying on for 12 years and you've got a degree, an associate's degree in biotechnology, why is it taking you so long? You can pay off a $400,000 house in 30 years. You can't pay off a $14,000 loan in 12? Are you, are, are you kidding? You're milking the system. And I'm going to have to pay for it. I guess that's the real... It's not even just the, the, the extra national debt. It's that that SOB is making me pay for it. And those kids that are getting these... Uh, and, and they're not kids, right? If you got an associate's degree, that's two years. Uh, so you're 18, you're 20 when you graduated. So now you're 30 plus years old. At least 32 years old. And I have to pay your college debt. Just so he could buy the votes. I've heard from countless people who have told me that relieving the burden of their student loan debt will allow them to support themselves and their families, buy their first home, start a small business, and move forward with life plans they've put on hold. That's the email he's sending them. It's an email from, from Joe Biden. You can make the same argument about any debt that you have. Yes. Just think how much better the economy would be, Brian, if the president of the United States paid off your house mortgage. Yes. And, and those nasty old car payments? You know, those, yeah. I'm, boy, wouldn't you be living a different life? Huh? I know I would. And, of course, he, they're getting the letter from Joe Biden. Those who receive the relief are expected to receive an email with a message from President Joe Biden saying, I hope this relief gives you a little more breathing room. I've screwed over everybody else in the country in an attempt to make <laughs> you happy with me. Little postscript there. Uh, you mean that wasn't part of the letter? Uh, I, it could be, I guess, the way Biden thinks. <laughs> and, they're, and they're proud of it. Oh, he keeps his promises. Uh, well, geez, I hope he didn't threaten to kill anybody because I don't want him following through on that promise any more than I want him to follow through on this one. And what's the lesson? Isn't there a lesson? Don't we always, you know... Uh, get a message from uh, decisions like this? Because I, I think the message is be irresponsible. It's okay. Democrats will help you out. What they don't understand, what, what Democrats don't know or don't seem to understand is that this will drive up the cost of college education. This is, first it's inflationary as hell. Now they're spending money in the marketplace that they should have been using to pay back their debt. You, you inject more money into the marketplace, you've got inflation. You give everybody a check. Think about this because it's, it's the same logic. Uh, when you send everybody a check for $2,000, everybody in the country that's working, that's inflationary because you've got all that extra cash floating around out there. So 
if he pays off the college loan, everybody who had a loan payment is now free to spend that money as they see fit. That's it's the same effect. It's the same effect. I I don't know. I I'm just I'm crazy. This is this is driving me crazy. RJ says I went to school at night over 20 years ago. At the time, almost every day, I either went to school after work or worked overtime if I didn't have classes. I was working overtime. Uh, if I didn't have classes, I was working overtime. I had a family to support while I was going to school. It took me almost three years to get my associate's degree, but it was worth it. I had student loans and paid off every bit of it. This loan forgiveness frosts my buns. Do you know if people that haven't been making student loan payments are receiving loan forgiveness? Uh, that would really irritate me. <laughs> I don't know how much more irritated you can get. You've paid off your loan. Now you got to pay off somebody else's. Ay, 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 ay. All right. Well, that's not all the crazy news. Oh, nay, nay, Perlene. Wait until I tell you the next crazy story. That's gonna say if this didn't send you over the edge, the next one will. Gary Nolan Zimmer Radio Network. All right. Bad enough what I just told you about paying off student debt. God, that is so crazy. That's just theft. Well, wait till I tell you the next story. This is the one that I was going to tell you uh at, at about ten minutes to eleven. Uh but the student debt thing just sent me over the top. Right now. You are funding uh, this avian virus research uh, that's going on. <laughs> you're not going to no, believe no. this. <laughs> yeah. uh, hopefully you're at a stoplight if you're driving. Uh, this is uh, going on in China. <laughs> the United States Department of Agriculture said that this project was applied for in 2019. And approved in 2020. Forgive me, but in 2020, were we not in the midst of... Mm, there was something going on. I don't remember what it was. Yes. The specific viruses the researchers will work with include H5NX, H7N9, H9N2. Uh, the uh, Apparently, this is a uh, joint... Uh, venture uh, with China. <laughs> what uh, possibly could go wrong? I don't know. I, I think it should be perfectly safe. Yeah, it's fine. We are collaborating with Chinese scientists to make bird flu strains more infectious and deadly as part of a $1 million project. The U.S. government is spending this million dollars of your money to fund experiments on bird flu viruses, doing this, by the way, in collaboration with Chinese scientists. I I, I, I don't know why I was so excited about this, Brian. I don't know why yeah. I was upset. There's nothing. This is no. I mean, if as long as the scientists, while they're working on this, just wear masks, and yeah. you should be fine. Yeah, the, the, no, no fear of anything escaping. Yeah, yeah. The research involves infecting ducks and geese with different strains of viruses. To make them more infectious, 
the study uh, they, they studied the virus's potential to jump into mammalian hosts, according to the research documents, funded through a United States Department of Agriculture uh, and collaborating studies uh, with uh, places uh, and sites in Georgia, Edinburgh, and in, in Edinburgh, Scotland. I I feel perfectly comfortable with this. Oh yes, uh-huh. yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, the main collaborations on the project are the U.S. DA uh, Southeast Poultry Research Laboratory, the Chinese Academy of Sciences, and the University of Edinburgh's uh, Rosslyn Institute. Uh, one of the research collaborating uh, on the project is in a, a place called Winju Lu, uh, who is uh, it's affiliated with. Some other Chinese group. I, it, this is insane. This is insane. This other Chinese group, WIV, uh, which is believed to have sparked the COVID uh, pandemic, and a member of the Board of Scientific Journal. Uh, don't worry about a thing, folks. Everything will be all right. You wonder why I rail against big government? This is why. These two stories today should make you furious. Get rid of all of these extra-constitutional government organizations. Get rid of the income tax. Bring our military home to defend the United States. Give us back our freedom. Quit funding college education. Quit funding grade school and high school education. Quit telling me what medicines I can take. Just get the hell out of my life. I don't know. Somebody in 2021 should have looked around and went, wow. Maybe uh, this isn't such a good idea. Yeah, if this gets out, this is not going to go over well, especially with this Wuhan lab deal. But apparently, no, that never never entered their minds. They were absolutely uh, uh, blinded by this. Can't make it up, can you? No, you can't. Uh, You can't. You just can't. All right, it's 25 minutes after 11 o'clock. I have ranted and raved because I have been infuriated beyond belief uh, by my government. And uh, I probably should have taken a lighter touch. But I didn't have time to to really do I mean, it just popped up while I was on the air. And it it just, it was raw. And I apologize for that. But tomorrow... Tomorrow, things are going to be different because tomorrow we are going to be engaging in a little fundraising. It's the 18th annual Missouri Credit Union Miracles for Kids Radiothon. That'll be tomorrow and Friday. Now, uh, you can go to uh, the Eagle or KWOS website for information uh, about how to donate. Um uh, thanks to the uh, Missouri Credit Union, we've been doing this for years. Uh, I love doing this. Uh, we've also got help from Club Car Wash, Big O Tires, A1 Containers, Brownware Plumbing, uh, Missouri Vein Care. They're all part of this effort to support the community. I give every year, and it is a pleasure because I know that I'm helping to save lives. Uh, they... Uh, they don't turn anybody down. Any any family brings a child in there that is um, struggling, 
They don't care about the finances. They just take care of the kids. What a great, great way to be a part of the community. So that's what's going to happen tomorrow and Friday. The 18th Annual Missouri Credit Union Miracles for Kids Radiothon uh, with uh, the Missouri Credit Union. Uh, just a, a really worthwhile endeavor. Uh, and I look forward to uh, being a part of this with you. Uh, there are some stories here that I want to bring in. Uh, state budget approval faces contentious road. The story is in the Columbia, Missourian. Uh, we'll kick that around uh, before we run out of uh, half hour. And uh, this one that uh, kind of intrigues me, lawmaker. There's a lawmaker that wants cursive writing to be required in Missouri schools. Uh, for six straight years, uh, Gretchen Bangert, a Democrat from Florissant, uh, has filed a bill that would require cursive handwriting to be taught in Missouri public schools. Uh, it's failed every time. Never making it out of the House and only twice getting initial approval. But apparently uh, Gretchen uh, Bangert is not giving up. She, in December, pre-filed the bill for the seventh time. Is there anybody within the sound of my voice that doesn't know how to use cursive writing. And I hate to say this, Brian, but if I'm going to be forced by the government to underwrite public education, government schools, I think they ought to force these kids to learn it. I don't see why not. You know, you can't... You can't use a printer uh, and a typewriter for every uh, thank you note and and uh, get well wish that here sign your name i i can't i i don't know it's cursive sorry well you know it's funny <laughs> a friend of ours and a guest a regular guest on the program who's really you know brilliant jennifer bukowski she can sign her name in cursive but she can't write in cursive what how could you not I'm pretty sure that I, I'm almost 100% sure that she said this on the air. Otherwise, I wouldn't be saying this. I mean, if I'm taking a little note to the grocery store on eggs, butter, milk, whatever, I'll usually just hand, not, I don't use cursive, I'll use block lettering because it's easier for me. I don't write in cursive, but I can. It's not that big of a deal. Well, maybe it's not important then. Usually, it's because, what did I write there? <laughs> I'm not legible. So, let me ask you, uh, do you think we should be teaching cursive in school? Should we mandate that government schools teach cursive? How, you know, some of the most um, remarkable documents in our history were written in cursive. If you can't read it, then, you know, how do you know that it's, how do you know what it says? I, I, I think it's important. Uh, I may, for the first time in uh, 15 years in Missouri, agree with a Democrat. But I think if you're taught cursive, you, you have an advantage. I, I don't know. What do you think? Do you use it? Do you write in cursive? Should we be telling these kids you've got to learn this? 
Hey, call. Let me know. 800-529-5572. Gary Nolan, Zimmer Radio. This is the Gary Nolan Show. It is 1135. Glad to have you with us. Uh, if you just turned the radio on, uh, uh, I'm for the first time in uh, probably a decade and a half, I'm going to agree with a Democrat. Her name is uh, Gretchen Bangert. She's from Florissant, and she is suggesting and has been trying to get this mandated in government schools that we tr- that we teach cursive writing. I think it's important. Uh, I think that she's right. You know, if if you don't if you can't read cursive, when you look at the the founding fathers' documents, the the Declaration of Independence, is it just a bunch of squeaky you know you know lines? Uh, does I, I don't know. I I think it's important. Do you use cursive today? 874-9390-800-529-5572. Dave, good morning. Good morning, Gary. How are you? I am well. Do you use I, I cursive? Yeah. Uh-huh. Of course I do. But, you, you think- know, I write things down with paper and pen. So, hey, it happens. But I think they ought to teach it. And the easy way to get it taught is... You just need to come up with enough workbooks and texts that are filled with progressive claptrap that then they'll want to put it in the schools. Then we can do the <laughs> So, So get the progressive books written in cursive. And then there'll so be... A bunch of gender studies crap and a bunch of stuff about gender fluid and, you know, the 1691 project. And then, yeah, we can go through and correct that later. All right, so you're in my corner, and you're going you're gonna to have to agree with a Democrat here, but, but I think she's right. I think it should be taught. Can you remember, I don't know, when I was a kid, we used to have the, these big letters uh, across the top of the chalkboard, just above it, yep. and it, would, ha- it uh-huh. would have cursive A and then printed A, and it, it, they'd go through the whole alphabet that way. And kids I, got awards for good penmanship. Yes, yes, I you never know? got one. I didn't either. I was too fast and sloppy, but, you know, and, you know, all that is basically is just good communication, isn't it? Yeah. All right. All right, Dave, thank you. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. My problem, uh, because I'm left-handed and I never wrote backhanded, uh, I would would write something and then the palm of my hand would go across the ink. (laughs) I would always come home with the the heel of my hand would be blue from the ink uh, and the writing would all be smeared. Uh, Tina, should they be teaching cursive? Uh, yes, absolutely. My son is in his 40s, and he was not taught cursive. He was not taught he, cursive. So when he looks he, at, he at something that... Cursive. So when he looks he at something, is it just a bunch of squiggly lines to him? Well, he told me to write and to print stuff because it was too hard for him to read it. But I, my handwriting is good. I'm left-handed, my fellow lefty. Backhand? And the re- you know why you, you uh, no, yeah, you know why you write the way you do? It's because the teacher always turned your paper for a right-handed person and you had no choice but to write upside down. My teacher turned my paper for a left-handed person and I write like a normal well, not a normal because most of them are <laughs> the way you did. But All right. yeah, I'm I'm definitely for for cursive. Yeah, I think she's right and too. All right, Tina. It's quicker. Well, yeah. I appreciate it. But thank I wrote you. in shorthand most of my stuff, so Yeah. All right. Tina, thank you. 
You know, when I would print things, I would, and I remember, uh, and I'm, I don't know, maybe second grade, uh, that uh, I would print things and I wouldn't leave enough of a space between the first word and the second word. And the teacher said not to worry about it when we teach him cursive. That all goes away. Just one of the small advantages. Mandy, good morning. Yeah, so I think this is the only time I'm ever going to agree that the government should mandate something. Let me give you an example on just a day-to-day basis. Uh, My mother passed away recently, and she had um, labeled the antiques uh, for me to go through after she passed. And this weekend, my children, who are 17 and a senior in high school and 20 in college, went through those antiques, and they couldn't read the labels that my mother had written. They had no idea what they said because she wrote it in cursive. And it, it, it bothered me. It angered me. They can't read it. It's not just the Declaration of Independence. It's our own family's handwriting that they, our kids can't read. So it will look like a foreign language to them. Yes, they would try, and my daughter would say, Mom, I I can't read this. And I'm like, too many Christmas. But she couldn't, and it wasn't her fault. It was frustrating as a mom who writes in cursive every day that they couldn't read their own grandmother's handwriting. And you didn't realize this? Well, you know, they were... You know, they they had mentioned it for years that they couldn't, you know, I had to teach them how to write a check because you need to sign that properly. And, but it just really hit home when we've got labels on antiques that I'm proud of, and they can't read them. They didn't even teach them to sign their name? No. No. I had to teach my son how to write a check before he went off to basic uh, a year and a half ago. Do you remember in those old Western movies uh, when uh, they would sign with an X, they would make their mark? Yeah. We're going to go back to that. You know how dangerous that is? Because you can't compare signatures anymore. Fraud is going to run rampant if if, if kids can't sign their name. Wow. All right, Mandy, eye-opener. Thank you for the call. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Yeah, do you remember those, Brian, in the movies? They'd say, uh, well, make your mark. Yes. Because the guy didn't know how to write. (laughs) We're going we're gonna to actually go back to that. Government schools are getting so bad. <laughs> oh, no, this can't be. Don, good morning. Good morning, Gary. I think uh, cursive is very important, but I would place it fourth uh, behind uh, reading, writing, and arithmetic. You know, it's... Well, wait a minute. Reading and writing, when you get to writing, <laughs> that's, that's there. Well, yes, okay. Then it shouldn't be fourth; it should be second. Then, <laughs> but it's it's important. Uh, like the previous lady said, you know, sign your name on a check or uh, any kind of uh, agreement you make a contract. You've got to be able to do that. And sometimes I kind of write like a doctor. Uh, it's hard to read what I'm writing, so. I can do cursive, but it's not very pretty all the time. But you can read it. Yes. Well, that's important. And you can sign your name? Oh, yes. I'm 74, Gary, so I've been through the grade school. I've survived the nuns, uh, all that. Uh, You know, I'm, I'm glad I'm where I'm at. All right. 
Don, thank you for the call. Glad to have you in the, on the Gary Nolan Show. I don't know. It's it's just kind of distressing, Brian. I don't know. It, it is, yeah. It, we're spending all this money, and these kids are graduating from high school, and mom has to teach them how to sign a check? They should have learned that in school. They should have learned that in school. Uh, what is this, Brian? H.R. 899? Yeah, it's a uh, bill that was introduced by Thomas Massey to <laughs> terminate the Department of Education. Beautiful. Yes. Beautiful. Do you really think it'll go anywhere? Well, no. They've been trying. Republicans yeah. have been trying to get rid of that since Ronald Reagan was in the White House. In fact, that's what he. one of the things he ran on. Uh, holy moly, I am behind here. Let me get uh, Megan. Uh, yes, my kids and students at CPS Ridgeway Elementary are taught cursive, and it's something they enjoy and take pride in. I think it's fairly important and beneficial, although not all CPS school teachers, uh, not all CPS schools teach cursive. My hat's off to you, Megan. That is uh, exemplary that you're teaching them. That's something that they will uh, apparently have as an advantage uh, when they go apply for jobs with other people. Uh, Brenda says, uh, I was helping a friend to get a job. They asked me if she could read cursive. She said she could. Uh, let's see. Be sure to put that on your resume. Be sure to put that on your resume. Yeah, that would be a, 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 an asset, an attribute. This is an issue that will div be divided by age. Most of your audience will obviously say yes. And anyone 35 to 40 and under would venture to say they think it's useless. Except that they, they'll they look at things that have been written and it'll just be squiggly lines to them. They won't be able to discern what's what's been written. They'll think it's a foreign language. Gary, I write beautifully in cursive. Learned it in Catholic school. Uh, Carolyn, all right. Let me uh, let me get Mike on the line. Mike, you use cursive? I, I do not. Uh, I, I just quick. So I graduated from high school in '83. So I learned cursive, but I went in the service after that. I got out of the army in the early '90s, and then I've been in the security industry for the just about the rest of that time. Everything uh, everything is print. It's reports, 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 and it all has to be print. So I basically lost the ability. I mean, I can still sign my name, of course, but yeah, I don't. I don't. I you forgot any, how to read. No it. use for for thirty years. Yeah. So if somebody sent you a, a note, <laughs> no, I can still read it. But I'm just saying, in my day-to-day -day activities in my life, I absolutely use no cursive for literally the last thirty some odd years. And it was, you know, even, I'm talking job-related. We did not, you could not use cursive on reports. Because some people couldn't read it. You know, if there's an EMP, <laughs> and uh, and suddenly we can't type everything, uh, they're going to be doing some real slow, hard printing. All right. Uh, I re yeah. Go ahead. Go. I, was just, I mean, I retired from security out at the nuclear plant in Callaway. And there's there's no cursive going on out there in any fashion. Okay. <laughs> Mike, thank you very much for the call, buddy. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Let me get Greg in here before you rush us off to a break. Greg, good morning. Hey, good morning. I uh, I got one question. How, when's the last time you wrote a check? 
Uh, I just wrote a check uh, about two, three weeks ago uh, when I had but some work done. Going, checks are going by the wayside. I, I'm on the fence about this, and I taught school for 32 years. Um, the biggest concern for me is time. There isn't time in the classroom now to teach everything that's expected of, of kids and teachers. Um, the good side about uh, teaching cursive, I think, is the discipline involved because it's hard for kids, and if it's hard and then they get good at it, then they feel successful. Is, is, it, my, is, it, my is it my imagination, or do women write more beautifully than men? When you're students, oh, you're male and female... I think there's something to be said about that, but you know, I think most people, if you if you were if you could magically uh, survey everyone, I think most people use a combination of the two. It's not strictly beautiful cursive, and it's not manuscript. They do a fast version of some combination of both. Um, but in the world that's coming, uh, you know, there's an app I saw just the other day that will take a. a cursive writing and in an instant turn it into uh, print it's it's just incredible so that the your argument about cursive being that you can't read the constitution etc although I, that one about antiques was interesting you know that's going to go by the wayside too with, with technology being the way it is I, I you know I'm still not completely against the idea of making it uh, mandatory but uh, I think the main purpose is, is the discipline, just like in math, uh, the discipline of memorizing your basic facts and having uh, the tools to do math uh, makes all the difference. All right. So. Hey, Greg, thank you for the call and sharing the information. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. And of the computers, you know, you get that one EMP. I guess everybody has to <laughs> just print everything by hand. Quick break. We'll be back to wrap it up on the Gary Nolan Show, the Zimmer Radio Network. It is 11.54, and uh, glad to have you with us. Uh, one of the best responses I just got from GaryNolan.com says that maybe that's what's wrong with Democrats. The uh, Declaration of Independence written in cursive, and they they can't read it. Uh, I don't know. This, it was a Democrat that was suggesting that we teach it. So uh, I'm, I'm inclined to, uh, to say that isn't their problem. They're just socialists. Uh, by the way, uh, now what is this uh, this guy Vic on the what's what's he on the line for, Brian? Uh, it's a public service announcement, supposedly. But you know, sometimes these people try to sneak messages through that should be paid advertisements, and yeah. so you know, I think right, maybe you want to screen him or something. Uh, well, I'll 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 try and wrap this up real fast. I'll find out what this is about. Uh, Vic, welcome. Vic, welcome. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. What's going on? Hello, Gary and Brian. I just uh, maybe can tie into this a little bit, but uh, about your cursive writing. But I, uh, I would encourage everyone to get informed about the initiative petition, the pro-abortion initiative petition that's going around, and decline to sign to uh, to protect protect life and keep Missouri pro-life. So you have babies and you have kids to teach uh, to teach cursive too. And uh, this this uh, this petition is just extremely radical. It removes uh, parental consent, and uh, and it allows abortion up until the time of uh, a time of birth. So I would just en encourage all your listeners in Columbia, Jefferson City area, to be informed and to decline this uh, radical petition that uh, they are promoting. And on that note, they are having a pro-abortion party on the east side of Madison Street this evening, and I whoa, would encourage whoa, all... Whoa, 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 a pro-abortion <laughs> rally? Yes, 
Yes, well, they're, 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 they're inviting people to come out and sign the pro-abortion initiative petition, and they're having it at a uh, local watering hole. And uh, I would just encourage all pro-life individu- individuals and, and concerned citizens to show up and uh, express their opposition and get active and become a citizen and uh, keep Missouri pro-life and protect our babies. Oh, boy. All right, I'm, I'm going to kind of kick this around with Brian. Vic, thank you for the call. You notice how he uh, tied in the cursive writing to the... Uh, yeah, he did. He's, he stayed uh, on topic. I appreciate it, Vic. Thank you. <laughs> uh, what do you think about that, Brian? Would you would you suggest that uh, pro-life people show up there, or would you think... Well, I mean, you're going to have a confrontation, and then, you know, who knows yeah. what's going to happen. I, I'm not an activist of any sort. And I think we've talked about this before. The only activism that I've ever been involved in is when that uh, church from Kansas came out and was interrupting a funeral. And it's like, okay, you've crossed the foul line now. And uh, otherwise, I just, I stay out of it. Yeah, I you know. Uh, you, if you have someone that is, you know, pro-abortion, go do your thing. Knock yourself out. But... You know, we'll we'll do our own rally somewhere else. But to, to come out there and yeah, challenge them, I don't think that's going to be a great idea. That risks violence and confrontation, especially if it's going to be in somebody's business. You know, you got a tavern, you're already dealing with people who are drinking. Yeah, I don't think it's a good idea to show up there for that. Maybe have a pro-life rally of your own. Um, or do the best you can to educate the public of the sanctity of life. Because I think that's a far better uh, use of your energy. I I would not want to. Uh, I wouldn't want to promote that event. Uh, I I wish that uh, nobody would show up for it. But I don't want my side to show up for it and have it because they'll paint you know they'll paint us as the bad guys. Oh yes, they will. Oh, this in was, a heartbeat. Yeah. So, pro-lifers show up at you know. Yeah. Uh, I can see the headlines now. Yeah, come in and wreck the place and yes. blah, blah, blah. Now, don't don't attend. Uh, just organize your own rally, and I'll be glad to support it in any way I can. Uh, you know that I'm pro-life, and, and I'll, I'll use the uh, microphone as long as my bosses will let me, and I think they'll, they'll have no problem with that at all. So just don't go to that event. Uh, don't forget, tomorrow uh, it is, uh, I am pleased to tell you, uh, an opportunity to give back. It's the 18th Annual Missouri Credit Union Miracles for Kids Radiothon. We're going to do that tomorrow and Friday, so there's no froster buns, there's no think tank. We look forward to having you there. Whatever it is in life that you want, go out and get it. Don't wait for the government to drop it in your lap. You make it happen. You seize the day. Carpe diem. Gwen, baby. Honey, I'm coming home.